0: hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the ad project podcast as always i'm your host joe shellard from ad advance and today i am joined by mr matt wickland matt how are you doing today
1: i'm fired up i've got uh, some new work done on my my forearm some cool <laughs> new tattoos <laughs> Paw Patrol.
0: Yeah. yeah. How old is your daughter for those who are listening? Uh, two years old. Uh, yeah, just yeah.
1: over. So they into Paw Patrol right now.
0: Matt came in and he had a couple of Paw Patrol. I think it was like Rubble and Rocky or yep. something on his wrists. And we're like, wow, Matt, like that's pretty hardcore. And now he just doubled down and went for like the whole sleeve <laughs> of Paw Patrol characters. So Feeling yeah. Pretty
1: cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Grade A badass right there. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so today what we wanted to talk through, we I was recently on a podcast um, kind of talking through like some key things about tacos. And the metric can be great if used in the right aspect, but there's a lot of key reasons why I'm not the biggest fan of tacos. Um, and so, you know, Matt and I had our conversation too, which I totally won. But... To- <laughs> if you uh it, for me if you look at tacos like i think it's a great budgeting tool but in terms of overall like advertising performance and everything you have to look at a much longer term time frame and you cannot just look at tacos yeah yeah so so you you're able to
1: identify a single other metric that you can look at stand alone. It's not like a metric that answers everything, right? It's yeah. a piece of the the answer.
0: No, my stance is that you can't just look at tacos. So, yeah. I was, so I was totally right.
1: Okay, <laughs> hey, yes, you were. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is usually how uh, how fights go between Matt and I. And then we end up arguing about what we're arguing about. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, overall. It was fun because then Matt decided to put together this list of other metrics um, that we can use other than tacos. And I think this is a subtle way to, like, prove that I'm right but also wrong.
1: I don't know. I was just having fun with it, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So you've got tacos. It's, like, it's, I mean, it's kind of an old hat metric at, the, at this point, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, just trying to come up with some next gen tacos alternatives.
0: Sure. Yeah. Sure. And, and one other thing. So remember when we originally talked about Troas? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so tacos is like the total advertising cost to sale team, and then a cost, and then Troas is the total, and then Roaz. So we started talking about Troas, and we laughed about it, and we we're like, man, we should like we should trademark this. This was like pretty early on. Now I'm starting to see more Troazs out there too, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Nice. But this is Matt's <laughs> mark to put down new metrics and new acronyms out there into the digital advertising space.
1: Yeah. These are metrics you need to pay attention to.
0: All of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, do you, how about you walk us through some of these new metrics?
1: All right. I'll walk you through the full menu. <laughs> and then, Joe, how about I lay up the menu? Yeah. I'll tell you what the acronym stands for. Sure. You tell me why it's valuable
0: okay
1: all right sounds all right. good so nachos we've got tacos i'm proposing nachos net advertising costs having organic significance
0: you're gonna have you to define yeah you're yeah. gonna have all to right. define right. like how we measure right. this net first advertising and then. Costs
1: <laughs> having organic sig- significance so nachos measures <laughs> advertising costs allocated to like incremental keywords that have high organic importance, right? Okay. Having organic significance. Yep. So how much of your budget is being allocated to, like, those core ranking keywords, those levered-up keywords that drive growth in your category? You put ad spend behind it. It has a multiplying effect in that your ads drive order velocity. That order velocity increases your organic ranking That organic ranking then spins the flywheel for your overall account.
0: Sure. So, like, how do we see this as a number? So is it a percent of your overall advertising span that is going to organic significance it's just
1: nachos i don't, yeah <laughs> net advertising costs I, I mean for the acronym to work out it's kind of like the raw cost it'd be better as a ratio yeah sure yeah. but we'll get into some of those later so
0: <laughs> yeah so where i would say this would be important and uh, you know we're having some fun with some of these acronyms but i think matt brings up some really good good cases so for this one Where I see people getting tripped up is if you just focus on ACOS or ROAS, um, what happens is you end up focusing on a lot of terms that have higher conversion rates, but a lot of those terms could be just cannibalizing organic sales that would have occurred. So if you look at branded spend and you allocate your whole budget to branded, ACOS or ROAS can look good, um, but what's the true actual impact you have for your ads? so with nachos the net advertising cost having organic significance good job essentially i would frame it up as the allocation that you are spending to try to increase your ranking which should increase your market share percentage for some high value terms these ones you may have to get more aggressive with your advertising and so if i get more aggressive with my bids it can hurt my acos or my roas um but it can have a really large impact if I can increase my market share percentage for those key terms. And so what I would take away from nachos is looking at the percent of advertising spend you have to try to grow your brand. So whether it's targeting more general terms or those really high value terms that you're not ranking for as much, or trying to increase market share and not just focusing on the specific advertising return that you have. It's really important to use advertising to grow your brand, not to just try to get this good advertising return.
1: You get nachos.
0: Yeah. I get yep. nachos. So
1: you want nachos. You want your advertising spend to have organic significance. You want it to help spin the flywheel, to grow your brand. What you don't want is chili. All right.
0: Let's clicks, walk through chili.
1: Clicks having inadequate listing interest. So that would be somebody clicks through, they bounce. Like you're putting, you're targeting keywords that just aren't relevant to your products, or maybe they're so top of funnel that nobody, they're never driving conversions those would be, like, ultra-competitive or ultra-wide-reach uh, keywords, like, I don't know, single-word sure. hat. You know, there's a massive variety of hats on Amazon, tons of different types, tons of different colors, male, female. Like, yep. it's not really specific. That could be an example of Chile, something that just isn't converting.
0: Sure, yeah. So how we can look at this one, like, I think back to... One of our original clients we had back in, like, 2018, they sold luxury watches. Okay? We could have just targeted the word watches. Um, Conversion rate was already really low. Like, average was, like, 0.5% because people browse around for high-value watches, especially at the time when people weren't as trusting on Amazon as they are now. Um, But if we targeted a super ultra general keyword, people searching for watches conversion rate is going to be so low. And so the people who are going to succeed there is somebody selling a very like high-volume, kind of standard, I think of like a Casio watch or something like that. So what we do is we can look at conversion rate overall for our keywords, and that translates to ACOS or ROAS, and you should be able to see the clicks that have inadequate listing interest. <laughs> um, so a- another key thing that we look for, too, is while there are keyword funnels that we can set up for like auto campaigns, and they'll weed out search search terms that have converted, Um, sometimes you'll get a random search that still leads to conversion. And those are terms that we don't want to target long term. So utilizing negatives is a key thing that we're always looking at doing to weed out those terms that have unproductive spend, or filtering down the bids over time for those keywords that just are either too broad or don't describe the product well Enough and one thing to note here is you can rely solely on automation but what we see is combining automation with intuition there's going to be certain keywords or search terms that you just don't want to bid for and you're going to know that from the start so just weed out those those keywords or search terms that are really eating up your campaign budget so you can focus on those that truly matter I like so that's it. chilly
1: all right let's move to the next one guac Kay. so Guac is gross user acquisition cost, and that's the cost of acquiring new users. So advertising spend uh, divided by the total number of orders. Sure. You can also look at, like, new-to-brand guac.
0: Yeah, Um, and you say it differs from CPA in that overall account orders are used versus advertising orders, providing a more holistic measure of customer acquisition costs.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't just look like a CPA. It's like, I can't just like take that metric and give it a different name, right? They already exist. <laughs> so it's kind of like the ACOS versus tacos measure. Sure. What does your advertising spend do against total orders in your account? Yeah. yeah. So
0: this one feels like WAC is kind of reinventing the CPA wheel. And you reached a little bit to make it different. Okay, well, that's so fine. it can fit in the We menu. can move on to the next one. <laughs> but for Guac, all right, <laughs> if we talk about Guac <laughs> gross user acquisition cost or cost per acquisition or. Um, Cost of acquiring a new customer or, you know, cost of new to brand. So all these metrics, what they're looking at is how much did it cost overall in my advertising spend to acquire a new customer? Um, And what's amazing with this metric is that if you can acquire a customer at a profitable cost, Now the sky's the limit on getting new customers because you can just continue to increase your advertising budget and you're making a profitable customer, whether you're looking at that initial sale or even the lifetime value of overall sales. And so um, with advertising, we get really excited, especially if we can find large audiences that have a really good cost per acquisition or a good guac. That when we have a good guac, Now, what we can do is really scale up our advertising efforts to try to drive those new to brand customers. And if they're profitable, especially from the first purchase, which there are clients that definitely has that, like now we can just start really scaling overall budget because we're getting a good return on that. And it's a way that you can really exponentially grow your brand. And the key thing is trying to find that customer funnel where that guac or that cost per acquisition is profitable. And then you can just scale up from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Another reason I like guac uh, versus like ROA is why I look at advertising spend over like new customers or orders, purchases um, instead of over sales like ACOS, for example. Uh, I like to use guac with LTV. So what does it cost to acquire lifetime a new value. customer? Yeah. And then compare that against the lifetime value for that customer, which isn't for a single product. It's for the overarching brand where they have compliments or they have larger pack sizes, upsells, stuff like that. What is the total value of that customer that we acquired for for a brand over a one-year period or over that customer's lifetime? What's their lifetime value? What did it cost to acquire them? Anything profitable? Any guac less than LTV is a favorable situation.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yep. Sweet.
1: Okay. All right. On to the next one. So we have guac, and this is a variation of it. It's it's a much more robust measure. Uh, Guacamole. Yep. So that's (laughs) gross user acquisition cost against market overall lifetime earnings. So what I just said was a good segue into this. So guac, gross user acquisition cost, it gives you your cost per new to brand customer, right? What does it cost to get a new customer in the door? Guacamole compares that against your market overall lifetime lifetime earnings. So it's that direct comparison of user acquisition
0: cost Mm -hmm.
1: against lifetime value.
0: Sure, yep, and so uh, I think this is great. In um, lifetime value too, there's there's two different ways that you can measure it. So if we say lifetime earnings, it's like the profitability on that lifetime customer. Yeah. Sometimes you can measure lifetime value as like the overall revenue that you're going to generate. So with this, when we take lifetime earnings. Now, it's the overall profitability that you gain from that customer um, compared to how much it cost me to get that customer. And so, by taking the earnings side, this can be great because you can say, all right, it took me 50 bucks to drive in this customer. But at the end of the day, I'm going to make $75 in profit. We'll do $100 in profit to make it really nice. All right, now my guacamole Um, is going to be 50 divided by 100. So it's going to be 0.5. So less than one is really good. (laughs) So if you're using guacamole, the key thing is that my cost per acquisition, or my guac, is greater than the lifetime earnings. So the profitability on the lifetime of that customer. And so if I can take those two and I can be profitable on a new customer that I drive through my advertising, that is an awesome situation to be in because now you can scale that just like what we talked about for guac. Yeah.
1: Guacamole is actually, it's my favorite metric on this list. Sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it all it's, works it's out actually, it's really valuable. It is actually yeah. really valuable. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next on the list, we have tortas. Uh, so that's total overall reach against total ads served. So it measures the reach of advertising efforts against overall traffic for the account. So like business report traffic. Low tortoise uh, indicates a high dependence on advertising to drive traffic to the listing. High tortoise uh, would be uh, the inverse of that. So you're driving lots of traffic organically.
0: Sure. So this would be kind of a closer metric to tacos. But Tacos is focused on sales and the yeah. proportion of sales driven from advertising, where this one would be focused on traffic. And so it kind of takes the conversion rate metric out of the equation. And so well, I guess conversion rate should be pretty similar between advertising driven and organic driven. But at the end of the day, this would be focused on traffic. So, how do you drive your traffic? Are you. Uh, To get eyeballs on your product, are you having to use all advertising? And if that's going up over time, that's not a good situation to be in because your profitability is going to be impacted. Um, If you're able to drive a lot of traffic without using advertising, that's a great situation to be in because it's going to be more profitable overall.
1: Yeah. How dependent am I on advertising to get eyeballs on my listing?
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's an okay one. Yeah. 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 Straightforward.
1: All right. Next one. We have tortilla. So total orders received targeting interested lower level audiences. Uh, this is a measure for your remarketing campaigns, most, most specifically, but measures the total number of orders received from targeted advertising campaigns aimed at engaging specific, more focused audiences at the bottom of the funnel. So how many orders didn't you generate from driving bottom of funnel audiences? just a gross number i don't really know what it's doing there <laughs> maybe we should just move past this
0: I'm, one i'm struggling don't do a like bit. you need to break it down yeah, yeah i'm struggling a bit on how we would actionably use this maybe if it was like <laughs> if it was a ratio from lowered upper funnel maybe yeah. that's helpful like yeah. it's a fun acronym but i would say i'm probably not going to use tortilla in day-to-day or talking to clients yeah
1: full disclosure i wrote these acronyms like two months ago, you know, so I'm kind of reaching back as I hit as It's like, oh, you just kind of forced that one, I guess. Yep. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Who needs tortillas? Yeah. More of a bowl guy. Yeah, right yeah. off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, Queso. Queso. Quantity, user engagement, sponsored versus overall. It evaluates the quantity of user engagements attributed to sponsored ads versus your overall account, like organic traffic. Um, So it helps determine the level of traffic driven by paid advertising efforts uh, versus overall advertising efforts, which is basically the same as Torta. It's the
0: inverse. So queso oh, and sure. Torta's yeah. like it's yeah, the, it's the like inverse of Roas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is user engagement, which I would say is traffic right. from know, sponsored detailed yeah. view. versus overall. And Torta's was more advertising overall. <laughs> so for this one I would say it's kinda like the, the Roas to the ACOS. Like here let's see, a s my small number is better. Yeah, because you want the numerator to be a little bit larger. So I would stick to either queso or tortas, but I wouldn't mix them just like we kind of like to be. Like if you use ROAS throughout, you know, you should just stick with ROAS. If you use ACOS, just kind of use the standard ACOS. Yeah, you're a queso guy
1: or you're a tortas guy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
0: so we just wanted to provide both to give people the optionality, you know. Right. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. Those probably should have been nested like, next to each other. <laughs> they but probably
0: should have been. <laughs> yeah. 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 All
1: right. Uh, then we have Fajita. Uh, this is an interesting AMC measure. It's Frequency Adjusted Journey Index for Total Ads. Uh, so it's an index that considers the frequency ads are displayed and how it impacts the user's purchase likelihood as they progress through the, the full purchase journey. So I can explain this one a little bit more with DSP. Uh, you're setting these frequency settings and it tells you the quantity of uh, impressions that you're willing to serve to an individual user. And there's a very well-defined cost efficiency curve based on user level frequency uh, counts. So individual ad exposures for a user. And what we find is like one to three frequency counts or number of impressions a user serves typically leads to lower engagements, lower uh, detail page views, lower conversions. Then you start getting into a sweet spot, kind of an efficiency curve sweet spot of like four to eight exposures where you're paying on a CPM basis, right? So you're paying per impression. The frequency cap is the amount of impressions that you're serving to an individual user Higher frequency counts uh, would be more costly per user, right? Uh, Because your impression count's going up. Around 4 to 8, we've reached that user a number of times, and typically on different sites, different formats, devices, so on and so forth. And at that point, they're typically going to click through. uh, It's the highest probability on the efficiency curve of a click-through and a conversion. And then once you get into the 10, 15-plus exposures, that curve really starts to fall off where you're paying a lot to expose the same user who either isn't interested or they're just getting fatigued from your ads. (laughs) So that's fajita Frequency Adjusted Journey Index for total ads.
0: Yeah, and that that one's really useful because we we use that all the time when we're setting what those frequency caps look like. Um, It also gives you a really good estimation too so we can look at our cost, our CPM for ads and say okay to drive a new to brand customer we usually need to show this ad four to eight times you can scale up the total cost there um and it gives you a good estimation on like all right what's going to be that new to brand customer cost that we have if you look at that kind of figure out where that peaks now what's our overall conversion rate based off of that peak um so it gives you a good overall estimation on that um and we can adjust for it so fajita Pita. definitely definitely useful so any other ones that we missed or no done? i think that's
1: the list so kind of rehashing it what yeah. do you want to take the rehash <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> you right, take I'll, the rehash I'll, I'll give it a shot <laughs> yeah i usually um, take
0: these rehashes but you got this one sounds good so
1: <laughs> we threw out a variety of menu items that are potential alternatives to tacos joe doesn't love tacos as a standard metri- as a standalone metric nor do I, but it's a good one <laughs> to have
0: you in your it overall a, It's a good yeah, one to have in your arsenal, decisions. just like some of these two. Yep. yep. So
1: these would be menu items that you pair with tacos to help better measure your account. Things like tortas or queso you can use to figure out how dependent are my listings on advertising to get traffic to them. Uh, nachos would be, are my, am I allocating my advertising costs to the most effective incremental tactics That drive growth. Don't cannibalize organic sales, but really focus on key things that help move up my organic ranking uh, and drive more sales. Chili would be kind of the opposite of that. Am I spending money in areas that just aren't producing results? What can I do for negatives or to change my targeting mix to maximize performance? And then you can look at guac and guacamole, more conversion-oriented metrics Mm -hmm. that tell you. How my ad investment is impacting my overall business? How much is does it, it cost me
0: to drive a new customer? Yep. Yep. And then am I profitable on that new customer that I just drove? Yeah. So we got lots of good metrics there. Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of fun. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So if you've got any other good suggestions on other metrics, and there were a couple other ones when we did our post from a couple months ago that uh, probably should have included. We'll have to go back and maybe we'll, we'll do a little plugs on upcoming podcasts or something. There, there were a few other good ones too. But if you've got any other good ones, make sure you leave them in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. And as always, if you get something out of these podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you leave a review. That would be so awesome. And it just helps increase our reach and the number of people who get exposed to the podcast so matt thank you for going through this list
1: you're most welcome thanks for listening
0: yep i'm a little hungry now (laughs) so uh and for all those listening like as always we really appreciate you listening to the ad project podcast and we'll see you on the next episode